Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Carriker and Smallman. We're talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Blues booth. Brought to you by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors. Great floors for every home. With locations in Crestwood, Manchester, Overland, and St. Peter's. And online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. Michelle Smallman, Randy Carriker, and to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line we go. Darren Pang, analyst for Bally Sports and TNT, joining us as he does every Tuesday on 101 ESPN. Good morning, Panger. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you, Randy and Michelle. How are you guys doing this morning? Everything's good. Can I just take away that last night was one of those nights in an 82-game NHL schedule? Will you allow me to do that? Oh, I, I was thinking the same thing during the game, trying to explain that one. We, we've been spoiled around here. We haven't had to, we haven't had to describe that kind of... Uh, uh, lethargic uh, playing or lack of competitiveness uh, for a long time. So I know a lot of broadcasters out there have to do this on a daily basis. And uh, boy, oh boy, God bless them because that's not an easy one. Panger, do you contribute that to the schedule, having three games and four nights? Do you think the Blues were just gassed? It, it's, I mean, it's always something that's, uh, that's a very legitimate, you know, reason for something like that, I guess. You know, I don't. I guess when I'm on, you know, when you're on the air and you're describing it, and people are working hard for a living, you, 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 tr- you know, you really try not to bring that up because it just sounds like an excuse. And um, the last thing these players want to make Michelle is, is mis- you know, really excuses. And they're not, they're not like that. But whatever reason, it just looked like their their boots were full of mud. And <laughs> and I, I don't know how to describe it, but you know, there's some nights where it looks like guys are just gliding over that ice, and it's no problem whatsoever. And I do know that you play back to back, and the altitude in Calgary is a little more difficult than people understand. It's second worst to uh, Colorado. Uh, coach talked about that at the beginning, and we we emphasized you know shorter, quicker shifts. But uh, boy, oh boy, I can't put my finger on the fact that they just had like nobody. It, it wasn't just you know one line, or it wasn't a goalie, or it wasn't one defenseman. I mean, it, it was the entire club. Um, and that's that's what was really discouraging about last night. And Panger, a lot of people this morning talking obviously about the goalie. And yes, the Blues did allow 61 shots at the net to Calgary in the first two periods when Jordan Biddington was in there. But you're a goalie; you you just can't allow seven goals in two periods. No, no. You, you, I mean, you, it's a bad it's a bad recipe for success. <laughs> and I can tell you firsthand that I've done that before. And, and uh, waking up the next morning, Randy, is, a, is an awful feeling. There's an awful pit in your stomach when you wake up the next morning and you realize that what happened last night was real. And you go, oh, boy, now we've got to go through a couple of days of explaining and getting back to work. And that's, uh, that's uh, it's a humbling feeling. But, again, going back to last night, I mean, listen, the magnifying glass was certainly on, on, on Jordan Bennington because of how well Billy Husso has played. That's, that's just natural. That's the... You know, that's what happens in, when you're an individual on a team sport and the, the magnifying glass is on you. Those are the facts. Uh, I thought he was kind of hung out to dry myself. Um, 
Could he have been better? Yeah, I, he could certainly have been better. But there was a lot of plays I watched after the game again just to just to kind of reconfirm. And it's like, boy, there was just some passive standing still and screens on top of him. And I, you know, I know I know Nico Mikola uh, took some of the the brunt of it and didn't play at all in the third. And maybe they were just trying to protect him. But I mean, you could have sat his partner. I mean, Colton didn't play well at all. Uh, you know, Justin Falk took a couple of penalties. Uh, I mean, you go down the list. I mean, the forwards didn't come back and the defensemen didn't defend. That's a, again, we're going back to team play and that's all the things that the blues have done so darn well. And uh, last night it was just uh, not in sync and, and not playing well to help out a goaltender that hasn't played in eight days either. Pinger, we know so much of being a professional athlete. Of course, it's physical, but the mental aspect is huge, especially for a goalie. We talked to David Perron last week, and he said that Binner just needs to get that confidence back. How does a goalie go about that? From a mental standpoint, how do you take away the performances that you would like to have back and turn the page? Yeah, that old control, alt, and delete switch is a hard, you know, it's easier said than done. <laughs> it's a hard, it's a hard one to put into play. Um, you know, the I think the the positive side of it is that Jordan Binnington's, you know, gone through this before after being five years in the minors. I think he knows, I, I think he knows what he needs to do, but how, how do you do it? Well, you win games. You, you, you go game after game and you be the first star, or the second star, or the third star. And then, you know, next thing you know, you're walking away again with swagger and everybody forgets uh, giving up seven after two periods in, in, in Calgary. But it's a slow, it's a process. And it's uh, might be one period at a time. It might be five minutes at a time. The great Tony Esposito, once told me when I was struggling, giving up goals early in games, he said he he literally said, "Panger, you got to break the game down into five-minute segments. Start the opening five minutes, look at the clock, and be great for five minutes. Then after that five minutes, get ready for the next five minutes. And you know, next thing you know, the period's going to be over, and hopefully you've got a, you know, you've got a, a good ratio going. So sometimes it's as simple as that, and not looking too far ahead. Do you do that with a season too? Do you break it down into? different segments like five, ten games? I like to. I mean, even when we're looking at the overall, um, you know, let's say your power plays, you know, struggling, or the overall numbers say, oh, my goodness, 14%. But, you know, then you break it down into five-game segments, and you go, you know what, The you know, ten days ago it was uh, it was two for five. Now it's three for six. Uh, it's getting better, although the overall number doesn't show it. Um, so I think there are some positive ways of, of – uh, you know, generating better input when you break it down into five or ten game segments. And Panger, how would you approach if you're Craig Berube the playing time between Bennington and Huso? Because as you said, the only way to get that confidence back is for Bennington to play. But mm-hmm. with Ville Huso playing so well, that has to be a difficult decision to make as who as to who to throw out there when you know that you need to get those points in a very tight race. Yeah, I, I mean, really, I, I don't think it's that difficult a decision. I, I, th- I think throughout the course of 100 years of hockey or any sports, you, I mean, you've got to roll with the guy that has the confidence because that confident, that window of confidence also will close. So if you've got a, a, you know, if you've got a point guard that's hitting threes and threes and threes, you're not going to avoid playing the guy. You're going to play him until he runs out of threes. And I think the same thing with the goaltender. I think the team feels where the confidence is. The team feels... Uh, you know, a goaltender that makes saves look easy, a team knows it. There's a sense that you have. And I know even as the goaltender that's been on the good side and the bad side, I can tell when the, the team knows that. So, I mean, I think for Craig Berube, this is just, I mean, this is just me. I mean, you, you, you play the guy that's right now that's playing the best hockey. And I, I think that 
Jordan Bennington, piece by piece, will get, will get back to, to where he's at, and the team will play better for him when he's in that net. But at this particular point, uh, there's no reason not to play Billy Huso while he's on the role that he's on. Panger, last thing, Matthew Kachuk with a magnificent performance against the Blues last night, five assists. Did you know Matthew when he was a baby? Were you in Arizona when Walt was there? No, I okay. did see him running around uh, uh, the Beltel. Uh, what I think it was called that the ice rink. Uh, <laughs> I did a ton of games on ESPN back in the day, and a lot of them when Jeremy Roenick and Matt and and uh, Keith Kachuk were there, uh, Nikolai Hobby Bullen and Nett. So we we covered a lot of those games, and we 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 did we do and did see the the Kachuk kids running around. <laughs> um, I think I saw I you know when I first came here thirteen years ago. I mean you know he they he were still teenager, pretty yeah. young kids running around the locker room of. Uh, here in St. Louis, so I thought he played a magnificent game last night. I, I mean, I thought that he, you know, he obviously moved the puck real well in the five assist night, but I thought he, you know, he just he just played the game and uh, uh, passed the puck extremely well. So the, their, their best line, which we talked about on Ballet Sports, um, is is the best line in the National Hockey League when you go through everything: cycle chances, rush chances, slot chances, all the important ingredients, points, like overall shots. And goals and points. <laughs> Jeepers. Mm-hmm. It, it, I mean, it was number one in everything. So we knew going in, it wasn't a secret that they were, you know, they had to be stopped and they weren't stopped. I mean, they had freedom to roam. It was like a pond hockey game for that line. And if you look at Blues history, you look at a guy like Brian Sutter, you look at a guy like Big Walt, Matthew's kind of built to be, he's, he's like the quintessential Blues fans blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. I, the, the Kachuk boys, uh, um, in fact, their sister as well. You take them all. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just great athletes and they, they play with such competitive spirit. They they, I mean, they just understand. I mean, they just understand what it takes. So yeah, I'm. You know, you don't have to go further than me. I'm. I'm a huge fan <laughs> of the Kachuk boys in a big way. Panger, it's always great to hear your voice. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, sounds good. See you Thursday night. You bet. Bye-bye. See you. That is Darren Pang, Blues analyst on Bally Sports on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.